Hello everyone, and welcome back to Tulsa Lately, your favorite locally-based podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and as you can tell by my silky smooth voice, I have upgraded my gear setup for your listening pleasure. It's all for you, the listener, and you're welcome. This next episode touches on a serious issue we have in Oklahoma, and I'm actually going to hit you with some numbers before I start the interview. So our state ranks as the second highest incarceration rate in the country and the highest prison population of women. In fact, we imprison women at a rate almost three times the national average. Does this mean we have the baddest women in America? Angela Landrum Ellis would disagree. She's the founder and head chef of a lovely little eatery in Bixby. So without further ado, enjoy. All right, so I am here with the owner of uh, Le Jardin. Is that what you said it was called? <laughs> no, no, only if you're from Oklahoma. Okay, all it's right. Le Jardin. Le Jardin. Okay, and uh, what what is your name for everyone? Um, my name's Angela. Angela. All right, and so uh, from what I was reading, y'all are pretty new on the scene, right? This hasn't been open. How long exactly have you been open? We've only been open for nine weeks. So yes, nine we're weeks? definitely new. Okay. So how, how long was this in planning? How long, when did you first decide this is what I want to do? So almost four years ago, we moved to Tulsa. And at that point, um, I wasn't able to find full-time employment in my career field. And so I just kept looking for other opportunities and to go into business for myself seemed the right time, best fit. So we started a little catering company and a baking company out of a church kitchen. Wow. And I've been doing that for three and a half years, and now the restaurant um, is open just nine weeks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cause, well, that's, and that's actually interesting you were saying that, because just looking through everything uh, and coming in here, this doesn't look like someone's first rodeo. This looks like someone that has experience in the business and everything. So is that, is that did you first start working with food three years ago when you did the catering? Uh, yes. So, wow. I mean... I, in high school, I bus tables and I waited tables in college for a few years, but I've never worked. Um, oh, I take that back. I was a short order cook for a minute when I was probably 16. Okay. All right. <laughs> but well. <laughs> I mean, 25 years later, you know, I had not any experience in the food industry at all. So what was the inspiration for doing this then? Is it, um, it was truly just helping people. I wanted to um, build a company and create a culture where we took a statistic in the state of Oklahoma that was really important to me, which is the fact that we're the number one for incarcerating women. Okay. And 85% uh, of those women have children. And I was a single mom starting out. And I knew how difficult it was for somebody coming out of prison to go to work versus somebody like myself who had a you know an education and a house and a family to support me and it was really difficult for me to overcome that so I wanted to take an issue that was important and make an impact in a positive way that's really cool so um so this was just purely a you saw a problem and you said I want to be a part of fixing this problem absolutely that's, that's, that's it wow absolutely that awesome that's Thank really you. cool um, so I, I was kind of curious, um, cause I did read through your vision on your website and just like what you were saying just then there are many underlying issues and you've obviously found a niche in 
what you feel like is the best way for you to contribute to the problem. What are some other issues that you feel like still need to be addressed other than just making sure people have gainful employment? Well, the issues are compounding. I mean, transportation, healthcare, education, mm. um, access to, I mean, all things that we take for granted. Um, mm. If you're coming out of cycles of poverty or you're dealing with a drug addiction, then you're going to need wraparound services like therapy, um, you know, maybe even medication. I think people that haven't had mentors or haven't had examples, parents maybe to teach them some things that others, you know, we take advantage of having grandparents and having parents that teach us things when we're children. Just having that support system in general. And a lot of the people that I meet don't have that. Mm. So they're lacking in years of development. So you take someone who's been in trouble or someone who struggles with drug addiction or someone who's in cycles of poverty and you want to teach them or they want to learn how to, to be better for themselves. And it's everything from balancing a checkbook to the right attitude at work and um, how you communicate with your coworkers, how you communicate with your customers. Mm. I mean, just basic skills that we take for granted, they've never had an opportunity to learn. Hmm. And so you are here to give that opportunity. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. So we started a nonprofit. Okay. So a little bit more, can I speak freely? Oh yeah, please. Okay, so I worked for the Oklahoma State Department of Career Tech and I was in um, Economic Development Center and I taught people how to go into business. So they pushed professional development they gave us a budget and they were like, you know, you need to continue to invest in yourself. And so I learned in that time in my life that whenever you stop investing in yourself is when you, you're basically, you're capping out. Mm-hmm. So for anyone that I work with, they need to understand that they value themselves and that they need to invest in themselves. Whatever it is, read a book, go to the library, you know, sign up for a pottery class, just something, just continue mm. to learn, to broaden your mind. And so the nonprofit that we created is to provide that education. So we do um, Jobs for Life, which is a Christian faith-based why God created you and uncovering your gifts and talents and how you use that at work. We have Faith and Finances, which is your relationship to money and how that ties into everything that you do. Boundaries and learning when to say no and and how you know maybe in toxic relationships or unhealthy relationships from our parents or um, other people in our life that have influenced us in a negative way how you draw that line and you learn to be a healthy individual parenting cooking nutrition fitness all of these things that take the whole person Mm -hmm. and really what looks like a balanced human being is what we're um, creating in our nonprofit people development program so if you were to, and this is kind of a little bit of a broad question, I guess, because you, you clearly know a lot about you know, what is broken with our criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. So let's say someone said, Angela, I'm going to put you in charge, but you've got to pick three things that you're going to start off doing. What would be three things that you think just need to change as soon as possible to get Oklahoma on the right track with how to deal 
with criminals? So first of all, we need to eliminate some of the um, harsh penalties that we have for minor offensive. Second of all, I think that the root issue needs to be addressed. The root issue of why a person is acting the way that they're acting. So it's not I'm a criminal. It's behaviorisms that have been learned over the course of this human being's life. And those behaviorisms need to be changed. So you can't just slap somebody on the wrist and throw them in a jail cell and expect those root causes to be fixed you just come out a great person all of a sudden that's not the way it works no (laughs) it's okay understanding why that person behaved that way why they reacted that way why they were in that situation and then and then addressing those issues so i mean if we looked at a root cause and we extended some grace instead of throwing people in prison then that's going to eliminate you know i don't want to throw a percentage out there because i don't know but i think it would eliminate you know, 80% at least. Sure. I mean, there are bad people in the world, right? We do live in a fallen world. There is sin in this world. And some people are just going to break the law and be ruthless. And then I think that's what our prison systems should be set up for. Not for somebody who is, let's say, being pent out by a male um, prostitution. And that's the only way that this female can make rent to pay for a house to provide for her family and she gets picked up and thrown in jail well in the end it's a victimless crime no one is i mean she might not be on a great path but she's not hurting anyone there's no one harmed by her no she's not hurting anyone and she's doing all that she knows how to do right or that she is feels her value or her worth is to make ends meet for her family so you put I mean, females in particular in difficult situations where, hey, I need to take care of my kids. I need to take care of myself. And this is the only way I know how to do it. It's Mm. prostitution and drugs. That's primarily what our women are in prison for. Mm. And there's primarily a man behind both of them. Mm. So those are the two issues I would address immediately would be root cause and would be the harsh prison sentences. And then I, I truly believe if we're going to ratify or rectify the situation that we need to look at um, families and we need to look at generations and we need to intervene when it comes to um, raising babies because it starts when they're little Mm. these foundational issues that our society have it starts when they're babies and there have to be counseling there have to be you know, like, what's the Big Brother program, right? There's a Big Brother program. Yeah. Why don't yeah. we have, like, a program that is, a, um, you know, a, a married couple or even a single parent that is a, a shadow or a mentor to a young mother or even a single dad, but wow, somebody to do a journey through life with them so they can say, hey, this is the ins and the outs and the wrongs and the rights. And if we had a buddy system, a program that helped raise up, our next generation then I think that that would make a huge impact too yeah all right so I guess we have project number two already in the working <laughs> huh? is that what you're telling me maybe <laughs> we can find someone to head that up <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh but kind of back to this story you have right now I mean it looks like this, this is just such a warm inviting environment and atmosphere just all the you know the decor and you know the color scheme you've chosen and everything I am kind of curious 
did did you design it? Was there an outside designer, anything like that? What how how did how did the space come together? <laughs> That's a great question. So I am a Christian and uh, okay. I am a sinner, absolutely. And <laughs> thank goodness that God gives me grace every day. Um, but I did not have a professional designer. It was me, but it was oh. it was visions that the Lord gave me over the last year, down to the colors and the garden. Le Jardin means the garden. So that depicts the Garden of Eden. It depicts sanctuary. It depicts life where things grow um, clean and fresh. And so our main color is green, which is reflection of grass and earth and plants and life and then I chose um, Monet for our artwork on the wall because it's the garden and these are places of peace um, and tranquility and we really wanted it to be a space where you, we know your name when you come in. We know your favorite. I saw you. I saw you greeting customers by name, just sitting here setting up my stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, that's important. Like, people want to go where they know somebody, where there's a connection, where there's a relationship. And um, we want our staff to feel like a family. We operate like a family. I mean, it is not easy. The restaurant industry is a very high turnover and we experience it too but we want the people who are here that want to be here and the people that are here want to love others like Christ loved us mm. and so we take all of the brokenness just as you are and love you just as you are and that's the that's our purpose and then we give you great food too <laughs> Well, speaking of great food, I was going to ask about the menu because just scrolling for three minutes through your Facebook feed, there is a very diverse collection of creative dishes is what <laughs> it looks like. And so what, what, was some of the, um, what was some of the inspiration kind of behind, uh, maybe inspiration is not the right word, um, you seem to focus more on the work of art as well as making the food good, I guess is what I'm saying. Definitely. Well, um, we serve breakfast all day, okay. number one, because it's my kids' favorite meal of the day. <laughs> they could eat breakfast all day, every day. Okay. So there's a few items on the menu that came from my children. Mm. Um, but I did consult with, and I had a chef who is no longer with me, but a very talented man by the name of Guy Romo. And he, That sounds like a chef. Yeah, that is his name. Guy Romo. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's been in the industry for 24 years, I think. And um, his last position was at Uchi in Austin. And that is a very high-end Japanese where you would get like 12 to 15 courses. But they were the tiny little like one and two bite Uh. courses, the platings. And so the food presentation was phenomenal. And so we have been collaborating since December of last year. Um, and, and Guy left, I'm not sure when he left, maybe the first of September. But um, so some, the creative stuff and the presentation, he taught my staff how to do. Oh. And he brought that. So I can't take credit for that. I mean, um, we have lasagna on the dinner menu that is something I brought and we have some basic like steak and potatoes um, and 
waffles and biscuits and gravy and some of the comfort food because I'm more of a southern cook Um, and I like those things my kids like those things you're out in Bixby it's a good place for I agree I agree Um, we're still in Oklahoma Um, so that is where a lot of the um, menu selection came from would be the collaboration with Guy all right so uh I guess looking to the future, I feel like pretty much an entrepreneur is a dreamer. That's how I view entrepreneurs. And so what is your dream of where this venture could go? Hmm. So I'm absolutely a dreamer. I'm a visionary. And I, yeah, we are um, looking at property to purchase to start our own greenhouse aquaponics and hydroponics i have some hydroponic towers now where we're trying to grow our own herbs really oh Mm -hmm. so that's another job opportunity and that's another revenue generator and then um daycare so i envision a standalone for business building that is duplicable and taken to cities across the united states so a nonprofit. That connects with other churches. It connects with other nonprofit organizations in each city because there are broken people in every city. Mm. And every female, most females, have children. And whenever you're looking to employ women, you have to have quality daycare. So if you have a restaurant, you have a greenhouse, you have a daycare, you have a, an office for the, for the nonprofit in... a standalone building, then I see that being duplicated. That is the big vision. Um, And then for myself personally, I want to write a book and I want to be a public speaker. So for me, I want to tell the story. I like to talk. Thank you for the interview. (laughs) Um, And I, I think that people need to know People need to be inspired. People need to understand that they've got something in them that is worth giving to someone else. And whenever they tap into that, it will change the spectrum of, of the society that we live in. Hmm. Great answer. <laughs> Good question. So that's kind of the far future let's kind of talk about the near future do you have any events or anything any specials any any uh, menu releases or anything like that anything coming up we have so our menu does change often we're moving okay. into fall and we're bringing some of those comfort items to the menu like a stroganoff mm. yummy um And we just expanded into dinner service. So Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights, we are offering a three-course dinner. Oh. Yeah, just expanded because the sign still says Monday or breakfast and lunch. Mm -hmm. Yes, like six days. We've only done dinner service six days. And um, our nonprofit capital campaign. So we launched a campaign on Monday. Today's Tuesday, so it just happened. And it's called Grace in the Garden. And it is to raise funds to continue to serve the people of Tulsa County and eventually the people across the state of Oklahoma and eventually the people in the United States that need it. So um, any assistance 
if you want to volunteer, if you feel like you have something that you'd like to teach or share with others that you're good at, then please reach out. Um, if you have financial resources and you want to donate, then of course, if you want to come eat a good meal, come see us, <laughs> all of those things. And uh, where, where can people find you on social media? What social media accounts do you have set up? So we have um, Facebook and we have Instagram and we have a website at Le Jardin. It's L-E-J-A-R-D-I-N, Bixby.com. And email, Pinterest. I'm not really technologically advanced <laughs> and I'm not a millennial. I'm a little older than that. So I have other people that help me with those things. Well, um, just talking to you, you are doing some amazing stuff here. Um, I really feel like you're going to have a great impact on a lot of lives. And, you know, you are definitely the kind of person that I was excited to talk to. You are trying to make Tulsa and, as you were talking about in your vision, you know, maybe more than that, a, a better place. So thank you very much for talking to me, Angela. And um, everyone come in here. It's good stuff. <laughs> thank you. It was a pleasure to meet you. And thanks for coming out. And that wraps it up for this episode of Tulsa Lately. Thank you, listener, for listening. And join me next week as I release an interview that I have with Libertarian candidate for governor Chris Powell on what it's like to be an outsider in the political landscape in Oklahoma. So follow me on Facebook, Tulsa Lately Podcast. I'm also on Twitter, the guest at Tulsa Lately Podcast. And, well, Tulsa, I'll see y'all around.